Hi, welcome back to Deeper Than Most. I'm your host, Sev. And I'm DJ. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're going to be starting a new series. And this series is going to be called Mythology Mashup. Um, We're starting it off with Greek mythology, but we're going to go into different types of mythology as we progress through the mini-series. So, that is what we have for you guys today. Something new. So, hopefully you guys like it. And before we jump into that, we want to go ahead and thank our wonderful lighting and our kind of tripod setup that we have going on. We kind of want to give a little shout out to this um, pop shop. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like close to where we live. Um, and they have some really good equipment for some really good prices. We were able to find a really good tripod, which is giving us this beautiful view right here. <laughs> um, if you're watching on YouTube, I recommend you do. It's at Deeper Than Most on YouTube. Um, but we're using the hitchhiker tripod and it's used like for vlogging so it can compact into like a vlogging stick but it can also spread out into a tripod so it's very cool and we got that to go for our setup as well as this awesome lighting that you're getting to witness so here is the led light kit from vidpro that they sold us and we got that for a pretty decent price too huh yeah they were both like under forty dollars and that's really good really hard to find so if you're in oregon um we definitely recommend shutterbug i don't know if there's more than one shutterbug let's just Um, say if you're in downtown portland yes so yeah definitely check it out if you're visiting portland um so first is our space hurricane intro topic So, last week, there was a space hurricane that was hovering over the North Pole for approximately eight hours. And, which is, you know, this is really crazy because prior to this, we didn't even know that those existed. So, this is pretty brand new. Um, The hurricane was spotted by the research team in Earth's Eon. Ionosphere. 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 I don't even know what the fuck that is, but uh, sounds... It's scientific yeah <laughs> um and when they spotted this space hurricane they noticed that it was spinning counterclockwise which is apparently the typical like rotation or direction that um hurricanes spin in so that's how they were able to detect that it was even a hurricane So, researchers now believe that this could be a widespread space occurrence, which is pretty interesting because they're basically saying that this wasn't just like a a once-in-a-lifetime sighting or whatever. This is something that happens all the time, um, which is really interesting to point out because we haven't seen it until now. Mm -hmm. So, who knows what else is out there that's happening all the time that we don't see, like... You know, that's something that's so simple if you think about it. Like, oh, it's a space hurricane. Like, okay, um, cool. The sun has solar flares like all the time, and we can easily see those from here. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, So this space hurricane was 600 miles wide, and the mass was made up of plasma. So 
sounds very crazy and pretty damn dangerous. Yeah. Um, on top of that, instead of water, it rained electrons. And it was located hundreds of miles above the North Pole. But the fact that it rained electrons is really scary to think about. Yeah, I wonder what it looked like. Just supercharged, mm. you know? So, yeah, that's what they came across last week. <laughs> you think that's crazy enough? I mean, Elon Musk wants to build a new city in Texas, apparently. Yeah. I don't know how many people are familiar with his Twitter or, like, what he tweets about. But, like, last Tuesday, he was like, um, he plans to call the city Starbase, Texas, according to his tweet. So, yeah. Last Tuesday? Yeah, last Tuesday. See, I don't follow Elon Musk. Yeah. And I'm not typically on Twitter. We do have a Twitter for the podcast, um, but we don't have a following yet. So, if you want to follow us on Twitter, that'd be great. Um... But, yeah, I would say once we start getting a following, then I would probably be on there a little more. But, yeah, I haven't seen anything or heard anything about it, so. Yeah, it popped up on my little news app this morning. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Hmm. He said the slogan for the city is going to be named From Thence to Mars and Hence the Stars. Hmm. Interesting. It sounds very Elon Musky. What? It sounds like something he would say. It's very Elon Musky. <laughs> Is it not? That's the phrase you want to go with, though. I mean, okay, what phrase would you use? I mean, it's very Elon Musky. Okay, that works too. Elon esque, Elon Musky, <laughs> whatever floats your boat. <laughs> so, last uh, but not least for our intro topics, the sus Dr. Seuss. So. You like my little title? Nice. That was creative, huh? Nice, that nice. was kind of smart. Yeah. That was smooth, smooth. Uh-huh. Um, okay, don't be fake. So, you know, Dr. Seuss is a beloved children's writer, uh, author, yeah. yeah. Um, so, six <laughs> beloved books, what? <laughs> Just go. Okay. Um, six beloved books from our childhood will no longer be published due to offensive imagery. And this is pretty crazy because this is something, it's just the little things that you don't yeah. notice as yeah, a kid man. and growing up. And then you see it when you grow up. Yeah. You learn about different stuff. It's exactly. Like, wow, that's not okay. Yeah. And we're exposed to different things as time goes on and you're able to see the faults in things that were done in the past that were seen as okay. Right. So this is kind of an example of that. Um, a company overseeing the children's author's estate said the titles contained offensive depictions of groups containing, in quote-unquote, these are the books, um, and I think I saw it on Mulberry Street, If I Ran the Zoo, McEllett's Pool, On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Egg Super, and The Cat's Quizzer. His contact, or his content <laughs> was reviewed and deemed racist, depicting a China man with lines for eyes, a pointed hat, chopsticks, and a bowl of rice. Oh, wow. I just want to think about that for a second. Because they didn't even... And I think using the term China man is even more offensive than saying a Chinese man. Um, In the article, that was very prominent the fact that it was a china man as opposed to a chinese man man yeah it's just more derogatory so 
definitely shows you where some of the energy is stemming from. Um, kind of some context to that. But I mean, hey. Um, and very hypocritical, too. Uh, yeah. Chopsticks and a bowl of rice. And lines for eyes. Like, it's pretty. But, like, the thing with these stereotypical. type of situations that come out when they just start canceling shit and doing all this weird stuff. Like, with the Mr. Potato thing, Mr. Potato Head thing, they were trying to make him, like, androgynous because people were offended hmm. because he was a guy. And That's so weird because there's a Mrs. Inclusive. Potato Head. Yeah. Hmm. Weird stuff. Um, And then another example of his racist depictions is, in the book, If I Ran the Zoo, two characters that were African were depicted as shirtless, shoeless, and resembling monkeys. Um, and that's just not okay. So, on so many levels. Um, so yeah, there's definitely some undertones that I don't agree with, with that. And it's super crazy because, you know, like Dr. Seuss was kind of celebrated and appreciated in like elementary school and whatnot in the united states i feel and kind of praised um and you know don't get me wrong like his writing is very creative and it is very it can be very educational um and it is kind of like a pinpoint in a lot of america's childhood um our age group at least so yeah, it's kind of interesting to just see something like this come to light about something that's so nostalgic as Dr. Seuss books. Right. So, yeah, we thought that that was a very interesting topic, and that is all of the intro topics. So, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into... The godly... The Greek mythology origin stories. Okay, so on to the first... Greek origin story. Um, This is one that I did research on, and the one that I chose first is Eros. And okay, don't give me that look. He's giving me a look because... The one that you stole from I didn't mean to steal it. So what had Uh happened was we were trying to communicate who was uh doing what origin story, so that way we don't end up doing the same one. here's what happened. And wait, wait, wait. And he had told me his two, and one of those two is the one that I'm about to name. And I just didn't remember the fact that he had stated that name when he mentioned his two. And then I told him my two, and I ended up changing my two Uh and doing research on another one that I found very interesting, Mm -hmm. which happened to be the one that he had mentioned. Uh And now he's mad. But I already did the research on it, so I'm going to go ahead and take the the W for that. Are you mad? Nope. Okay. All right. So the one that I am doing is Eros, and this is Eros in godly form, which is basically the Greek version of Cupid. Cool. And it's kind of crazy that we both were intrigued and, like, called to do the same origin story Uh, especially one like that that's just very interesting of all the origin stories there's so many so it's kind of interesting uh, what you're trying to say there i don't know i wonder if it means anything because i literally had forgot that you said that you were going to do eros and then i was looking at like 
you know, other ones that I could do because yeah. I wanted to change the two I originally said. Mm-hmm. And just a brief description of this story was like, wow, okay, I dig uh, this. Yeah. Like, I, this is a really good story. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right. So, the origin facts of Eros. Eros was the son to Aphrodite, which is the goddess of love. And he was the son of one of three Olympians. So he could have been the son of Hermes, Zeus, or Ares. And it's... (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's up for speculation. (laughs) But um, it's kind of more out there that like it's more plausible that he is the son of Ares because Ares represents war and what Ares represents war and Eros was born from the union of love and war so it's what makes sense um if you're to put the two together of course and also tying in with that um the ammo that was used for his arrow He had two different kinds. So he had golden arrows, which were used to have somebody fall deeply and madly in love with somebody to where they just couldn't resist them. Um, And then he also had arrows that were made of lead, which would do the exact opposite and basically make somebody despise a person or want to completely resist them. So, yeah. Nice. It's kind of interesting. And it's funny because if he is the son of Ares... Um, he literally has a weapon that shoots out love. So it's like his mom is the goddess of love. And yeah, it just ties all in together. Um, aside from his ammo, he actually looked quite different than Cupid, even though this is the Greek version of Cupid. Um, so Cupid, you obviously picture a fat baby with wings. A cherub. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, But he looked different than that. So he was golden blonde. He had gold wings. And he was kind of like a a young adult, I guess you could say. Like he was younger, but he was grown. And he was very fit. Um, So he was in shape. Uh, He... Right. (laughs) Um, But he also isn't the only one of his kind. And he is what they call an eroti, I think. Is that what they're called? Erotes? Erotes? Yeah. Um, So, yeah. He's not the only one of his kind. There are other ones. Um, His brother Anteros was seen as necessary for his existence. And this is because requited love was what he symbolized, which is love returned, pretty much. So, without his brother, you know... He couldn't really thrive and have a purpose. Right. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay. It is. Ew. It's like all the books you read and shit where everybody's all in love and stuff just works out. and It's kind of gross. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's a story, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, on to... Um... One of the mythology stories surrounding Eros. So, it's kind of funny because Eros is a god that represents love, um, spreading love. Yeah. And 
he had his own love story. And this is one that I haven't heard, honestly. So doing my research, I came across this story. Um, But I hadn't heard it originally, like before Mm. this. Mm. I didn't even know who Eros was. So (laughs) that tells you a lot. I mean, now you know. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so this is Eros and Psyche's love story. Psyche was a beautiful maiden who depicted human soul and represented being purified by passions and misfortunes. Psyche was the younger of three daughters, so beautiful that suitors would admire and worship her. So she had niggas left and right, like literally, like they were on it, but she wasn't reciprocating the energy. Right. So, people who saw her would say Aphrodite couldn't even compete with her beauty, which yeah, is... All right, dude. Whatever. Right. We know who Aphrodite is. I mean, but that's a pretty bold statement. Yeah. Because be who's prettier than shows? Aphrodite? You know, huh? You think they'd be having little fashion shows? I don't know. Maybe. Because, like, <laughs> why would you... But go on. <laughs> um, Aphrodite had arrows make Psyche fall in love with the most vile and despicable being on Earth. But when he was going to carry out this mission, he saw her and he himself fell for her because she was just so beautiful. He couldn't resist. So he shot shot himself with the arrow instead. So that way he could be madly in love with her. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. And so... After that happened, um, she basically, okay, so next in the story, um, basically, Eros and Psyche end up being married, and pretty much they live together, but she doesn't get to see what he looks like. So she knows that she has a husband. She lives in this beautiful place and surrounded by riches and luxury. And she, but she doesn't get to see who her lover is. So that's kind of like the you know the catch. The catch. Exactly. Yeah. So you know it's kind of like a give and take. Um, and so he asks her, you know, is there anything that you want or anything that you need? And she says that she wants to see her sisters. So he grants her the opportunity to see her sisters. They come over to the, I almost want to say it was like a palace in a sense. Um, So they head over to the palace and they're infatuated with all the luxury and the goods all around them as well. But they kind of put a seed in Psyche's head and kind of told her that, You know, you have all these nice things, but why won't he let you see who he is? Like, what is he hiding from you? So it kind of had Psyche thinking, you know, why won't he let me see him? Like, what is he hiding? You know, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? He only comes to see me at night. Like, what's the issue? Yeah. So um, one night while he was peacefully sleeping in bed next to her, she bravely lit a candle to expose his face and to see who he really was and as she did this he awoke from his sleep and this really pissed him off um he told her you know why he was like he told her why would you why don't you trust me you know like 
basically, I used this as a test to see if you would trust me. And you basically just showed, showed me that you don't. Um, and so, yeah. And when she did see him, she did realize, like, oh, my God, this is Eros. Like, this dude is the literal representation of love. And he <laughs> is pissed now. <laughs> like, now, you know, he doesn't want anything to do with me. So... After this did happen, um, Eros did leave Psyche, and this left her miserable and alone. Um, She was very lonely, and she was... I I believe the story went that she was trying to do anything that she could to get her lover back, so she was willing to do anything to get him back, but he felt like she betrayed his trust, so... He never went back. I think in an alternate story, though, that he does go back and they do end up living, like, happily ever after. Mm -hmm. And they end up having a daughter and she's the representation of, I think, lust and seduction or whatever. um, And pleasure. So, it's kind of interesting. So weird. Have a daughter that literally represents sexual pleasure. Right. (laughs) It's kind of weird, dude. Like, these stories and these myths and everything that we all listen to and, like, you know how you have... Give kids like children's books. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like children's books, but like for but intense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. So I don't know how many people are familiar with, um, maybe a Rite Aid or like mm, CVS, CVS, Walgreens, maybe Walgreens <laughs> drug stores. Yeah, drug stores in general. So there's that. You know your Western medicine, then you have your Eastern medicine, and so. With Greek mythology, everything has a god and everything has a reason. So, Asclepius is the god of medicine. And usually, I don't know if you've probably seen it around, it's called the Rod of Asclepius, which is basically a staff with a snake wrapped around it. So, and it's funny because they said that, like, the Greeks would believe that snake's venom is, like, medicinal and it helps. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I it, in a sense that's kind of true because if you do get bit by a poisonous snake, they use like anti venom to. Right. Hmm. So. Interesting. But, yeah. He is the son of Apollo and a mortal woman named Coronas. Oh, how interesting, <laughs> Coronas. Coronavirus. Yeah. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> so. So, in his story, he um he almost died. As a fetus, actually. <laughs> because his mom cheated on Apollo with, uh, yeah, I heard cheat. Oh. Yeah. With some guy, I forget, like, I don't know if he was like a, a builder. Insignificant. <laughs> yeah, very insignificant. And so Apollo was like, you know, he sent Artemis down, like, yeah, go fuck her up because. Damn, you know, straight like that. Like, she cheated on me. <laughs> go and I fuck her I up. So, but Damn. at the same time, he was feeling bad because he knew that she was pregnant. So, in the midst of torturing her and, like, still giving her her comeuppance or whatnot, he would cut her open and just take the baby out. How far along was she? I mean... Probably, like, not, far enough along yeah, for him to be able to survive. Yeah. But, damn. Ugh. So, she did die? Yeah, no. That? She's dead. She's dead at this point. Oh. Know? Hmm. That's a sad way to go. Yeah. And so, funny enough, you know how people believe that, like, centaurs are aggressive and, like, just pure 
evil innocent. Mm-hmm. So there's one named Chiron that is famous for his skills with medicine. So what happened was Apollo sent Asclepius over to be trained by him. And you know, kind of like Karate Kid. Yeah, innocent. Nice. So he can get the best training that there was. Yeah, the best that he needed to do his job. Oh, and so he could be like the prodigy. Yeah. <laughs> it's even said that um, Athena gave him Gorgon blood to what does that do? Revive the dead or like you know, basically do anything he wants. Hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, um, Zeus wasn't having that. Like, he just didn't fuck with that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Zeus is all about the natural order of things. Right. But it even got bad, too, because Hades didn't like the idea either. That there's a So they actually agreed on something. Yeah. That That's this, interesting. That this mortal was See, out I've never here. heard of this. Yeah, that this mortal was out here just bringing people back to life. And right. Making... Oh, yeah, they're probably like, dude, what the fuck is going yeah, on Yeah, making right dead people immortal. This is ridiculous. And, we know, did not ask for this. Yeah. yeah. And Hades is like the king of the under, underworld. So he's like, damn, mm-hmm. you know, you're taking all of my souls like there. Right. So, yeah. So him and Zeus came together on the situation. And Zeus was like, you know what? I'm just going to get rid of him. So he strikes him down with a thunderbolt. And that basically places, like, limitations between gods and mortals. Oh. Because uh, Asclepius was a mortal at first, you know. Mm. And he started doing things that were kind of disrupting the flow of the natural order. I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. He got got. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's funny that you bring up snakes on his staff and gorgons because my next origin story is my favorite. Hmm. (laughs) Guilty. I'm going to get her tatted one of these days. But my next one is Medusa. And before we jump into that, we want to go ahead and thank our sponsor, Anchor. And we're going to go ahead and drop that now. We're back. So, we are going to go ahead and jump into Medusa. This is my favorite origin story. Yeah. Um, I honestly think it's because of Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. I love that movie. And, you know, there was that little tidbit of Medusa in there. And yeah. I think, I don't know, those were like my favorite parts was her. So, <laughs> her little parts, the parts that included her. Are you going to be one of those girls that gets the Medusa tattoo like everybody gets? <sighs> I'm not getting a Medusa tattoo because uh, of that, but uh-huh. you know I want a Medusa hey, tattoo. Yeah. I mean, I just want one. Yeah. I but I want to draw it out. Nothing wrong so. with that. Yeah. Maybe one of these days. I don't know. It depends. Because I don't know where I would get it either. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. So, um, background on Medusa. She was a Gorgon. Like we were just talking about before the break, um, which is a mythical beast. She was one of three sisters. The other two were named Yurul and Sathino. Yeah. They were the daughters. I know. Sathino's kind of cool, though. Yurul? Well, Yurul, I don't know. It sounds like you're an old, but <laughs> mm. Sathino's kind of cool. Nah. <laughs> nah. No, it's not. I like it. Um, anyways, they were the daughters of Sito and Forces. Um, Medusa was the only one that was born mortal out of the three. 
And on top of that, she was beautiful. She was strikingly beautiful at that. Yeah, I heard her story is kind of wild. It's sad. It her story's sad, up. pretty yeah. much. Um, a lot of betrayal. But yeah, she was very beautiful. And then she was also depicted with a lot of hair, like a head full of flowing brown hair, like a dark brown. So, nice. Yeah. Head full of hair, super beautiful, pretty much. Um, although she had ma- very many suitors, she wasn't interested in any of them, and she actually vowed herself to remain pure under the goddess Athena. And this is kind of what fucked her up in the end, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't trust a bitch named Athena, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. This story just makes me mad because. You can't be too mad at Athena, but at the same time, you can be in this sense. Yeah. But whatever. Let, we're, like, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, her downfall was definitely her loyalty to Athena. Medusa was wandering on the shore one day when Poseidon saw her. He thought she was strikingly gorgeous, and he decided to make a move on her. So he did that, and she immediately rejected him. Um, but Poseidon wasn't having none of that because when he saw Medusa, he kind of saw her as an object or a possession of Athena's. And because he saw her like that, he figured that she was something that he was able to take, um, just whatever he felt like. And so he wanted to take her. So he did. Um, so what he tried to do before he decided to just straight up take her is he wanted to go ahead and try to you know make a move on her again pretty much and she wasn't having it once again (laughs) and when she wasn't having it this time and she rejected him she actually ran into athena's temples for protection but when she went into the temples no protection was given um and so when no protection was Uh, given backwards yeah exactly sounds like a setup (laughs) but when no protection was given this allowed poseidon to rape her um in a sense so yeah there's that which you know yeah a lot of people love poseidon but (laughs) you know they be doing some bad stuff the gods be just as bad as the goddesses everybody shits on the goddesses because they do crazy shit, but the gods be doing some I questionable mean, they're, things. They're all just as bad as you. They're all know. bad, yeah. So, um, after this, or not after this, but during <laughs> this, Athena saw this and mistook it for Medusa willingly giving into Poseidon's seduction. <sighs> Which is where this all just goes downhill because Athena just saw it. And was like, oh, this dirty little bitch. You know? Right. She was like, damn. She really just lied to me and, right, like, you know, lost my trust. Right. Yeah, she was supposed to remain pure and all this, that, and the third. And now look at her. But that wasn't actually the case. And she wasn't aware of this. So when she did see this, she decided to take Fury out on Medusa because she couldn't take Fury out on Poseidon, even though she did want to. Right. She knew that she couldn't take it out on Poseidon because. He was a god, of course, um, and she didn't have the power or the rank above him to make that call to be yeah. able to take her fury out on him. So she just let it all out on Medusa, poor Medusa, <laughs> and she turned her into a Gorgon state, 
um, just like her sisters. So this, in the end, took away her beauty and really just broke Medusa's trust and loyalty towards Athena because Medusa was kind of like, why am I getting the back end of all of this when I'm the victim, pretty much. Right, and then you only came in on the wrong time. Exactly, yeah, she didn't even see the whole thing. And um, apparently, like, in certain variations of the story, um, Athena kind of saw this act taking place and she just looked the other way. So... That's pretty questionable. <laughs> um, but yeah, so after this, she was turned into a Gorgon state, just like her sisters. And this meant that she had a head full of snakes and a face so hideous it would turn people to stone, which is the depiction of Medusa that we all know and love. Right. Um, and also, Medusa was beheaded in her sleep by Perseus. And he went on after using her head as a weapon, considering it was able to retain its abilities after death. So, just like Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, like, he literally chopped her shit off and was using it in battle and using it against his enemies. And it worked. Right. It was still able to keep its powers and do what it needed to do, so... Yeah, it was a really just tragic story, though. Yeah. Like, Medusa just got shit bad. on by everybody. Right. And she didn't even do anything. She exactly. girl. Right, exactly. Just trying to please a goddess of higher power. So, yeah. It's yeah. pretty fucked up. But I do love Medusa. <laughs> I don't know. The whole concept is just yeah. Is this nice. her look? Yeah, it's yeah. different. I mean, a lot of people like to drink, and a lot of people are fertile, in a sense, at least from your early 20s and Hopefully. younger. Right. Yes. So, that guy that is associated with that cool stuff is Dionysus. He's the guy of winemaking, grape harvest, and fertility. And his origin is pretty Poseidon vibes, mm-hmm. too, hmm. because he's the son of Zeus and a mortal woman named Samil. Who isn't the son of Zeus? Right. <laughs> or the daughter of Zeus. Right. Zeus just be out here. But, <laughs> yeah, um, wildin'. Samuel was a princess of Thebes, which is actually hmm. capital of Greece. Huh. Cool. And so, the fact that Zeus was all smitten with Samuel made Hera pretty jealous. And so, she would go on and try to trick Samuel several times, mostly, into making Zeus like show her his true form because <laughs> mortals can't see... You know, the true form of gods. Right. Or they die. Yeah. So, yeah. And so Zeus, being the guy that he is, wanted to carry on his legacy. He takes Dionysus and, like, sews him up in his thigh. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about then. Okay. This sounds familiar. Yeah. And so Hera is like, oh, you know, well, maybe if the kid's dead or whatever, whatever, he'll be done or whatever. So Zeus says, forget about all of that and takes little Dionysus over to the rain nymphs in Mount Nysa, which is like in Asia, apparently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where he was raised at. Hmm. And so it gets even better because he's not even, like, he like he's on Mount Olympus, but he's, like, the last one to get there. Right. So because of this, like, you know, they just made fun of him all the time. 
I mean, better late than never, though. Yeah, but he also <laughs> was the only one that had... Slow like and a, steady wins the race. <laughs> yeah, but he was also the only one that had, like, a mortal mother. So, everybody was, like, looking down Aren't on they him. just some hating ass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you've heard of a phrase, you know, the Midas touch. Yes, like I have. Yeah. yeah, so... That, I feel like that's pretty common. Yeah, it goes along with the story where there was this greedy king named Midas... And so, one day, Samil, um, Dionysus' mother, actually, no, yeah, her name was Samil, or was it, si- whatever her name was. He I was think nice. it is Samil. I think so. He was nice to um, this lady, and so Dionysus saw that and was like, oh, well, whatever wish you want, I'll grant it for you. And so, Midas was like, oh, yeah, I would love to turn everything into gold, which was a terrible. Oh, greedy bastards. A terrible <laughs> idea. Yeah. Yeah, it did back, uh, backfire in yeah. the end, didn't he it? He ended up, like, hating it. And he had to go and, you know, he asked and pleaded with Dionysus. He was like, oh, well, how can I get rid of it? And Dionysus is like, well, go and wash yourself. And so he goes in the river and all the gold washes off. And then that's it. Damn. <laughs> so, yeah. Straight like that? I mean, <laughs> but he'll probably be greedy again. That's usually how it goes, yeah. yeah. So. Takes a couple times to learn. So, all right. So, ending on that note, we have some ending questions for you guys, um, and also for each other. So, this hmm. is kind of a little thing that we do at the end. <laughs> Just ask you guys questions. Just yeah, leave, leave you, you thinking. Think. That way, we can all contribute and be in the discussion. Yeah, be a part of the discussion. We definitely want to hear you guys' feedback. Um, don't be afraid to leave comments. Don't be afraid to email us. Definitely. DM us on Instagram. Um, follow us on Twitter and, you know, share our posts. Just right. show some love. Tell your friends. Tell your friends' friends. Tell their parents. Yeah. Subscribe on YouTube if you want to watch it in video form. And on YouTube, it's deeper than most. So, yeah. And I know the podcast setup is going to be changing for the next couple of episodes if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, We do have a tapestry coming in. And probably for next week's... No, not next week's episode, but the week after that, I believe. No, maybe it is going to be next week's episode. It depends on Amazon and when the package comes. But one of these next couple of episodes will have a tapestry up. So we'll have a different backdrop. Um, We'll also have microphones. So our audio quality is going to get better, guys. Be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Um, So some big things are coming. Um, We're going to try to start decorating the background. So there's stuff to look at when... You're watching it on video. Definitely. You Calvinites um, will have a great experience with us here. Yeah. Oh, and if you're watching this on YouTube, comment down below if we should get a fish tank to go in the background so you guys have something to look at. Or a lava lamp. Something. Just I'm, something that's moving slowly in the background. The lamp. Really? Yeah. I'm down for either one. I guess we'll just have to see. Right. I don't know. Okay. So, the first question is, which god or goddess do you feel that you can relate to to the most? And for me, uh, I would just say Medusa. (laughs) Because, honestly, like, Mm, you know, the people that she trusted and was loyal to were the ones that ended up hurting her in the end, ultimately. And I've been through some shit like that. 
So that's pretty relatable. And the fact that nobody sees her for who she truly is and nobody's willing to listen to her side of the story. I've felt that before as well. And that's another thing that I can relate to. So, yeah, I can definitely relate to Medusa. So. Wow, that was a lot deeper than I expected. Um, <laughs> I would definitely say Dionysus. Um, Out of purely, all gods and goddesses? Yeah, purely <laughs> because of um, his symbols that he uses. He's, he uses a bull and the grapevine because he's a god of you know winemaking. And a grapevine is usually a symbol of growth and prosperity. Process, oh, you know? I didn't know that. Yeah. And so there's that aspect of it. And then there's the fact that like he was the only one that basically gave a greedy king a lesson, which is kind of funny because a lot of people right. don't learn from their greed. Right. So, yeah. Showing somebody their own true colors. Yeah. I can dig it. I can dig it for sure. What about you guys? Which ones do you relate to the most? Yes, comment down below. Or you can even email us. Hmm. The next question would be, do you believe that the Greeks still worship any of these deities? Like, you think that's... I don't know. Thing? I haven't heard of it still being something that is widespread or, like, that's told often. Um... I feel like Greek mythology is kind of one of those things that you might learn a little bit about in school, but like the early stages of school. But then after that, it's kind of up to you to do your own research on um, if it's something that you're interested in. So, yeah, I think that it's just subjective to who the person is. I don't think people are just out here worshiping greek gods still maybe they are comment down below if you know and if we're wrong the world's a weird um, place dude we have no idea but <laughs> the world is a weird place so who knows yeah i mean they could very well be still yeah. worshiping these because, deities I mean, but it is like, just stories and i think even right. just in greek culture they know that it is just stories and right. i don't think they I don't know. I don't know. Because if that's the case, the same thing. I don't want to just, like, say it's one thing and then it be the complete opposite or I just don't know what I'm talking about. But if that were the case, then the same could be said for Christianity, too. Oh, yeah. It could be said for all religions. Yeah, because essentially that's all we know. Like, we don't know firsthand what happened. We only know what we've came up with. Yeah. And that's that. (laughs) I mean, so if that's the case, do you really think Greek mythology is just myth? I like that question. Because if we're all telling stories, which all of them are essentially telling different stories, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, Muhammad being a prophet or Jesus being the Messiah, it's like, how do we really know that's the case? Right. Maybe they were just regular people being seen differently. From right. a different perspective. Exactly. Yeah. Through a different lens, yeah. Right. And definitely, you know, a million people can go through the same experience and everybody have their own account of definitely. the incident. Right. Um, and nobody's two accounts are really going to be the same in every aspect. Ex- exactly. So, 
it's hard. I mean, I would say that they're myths only because the stories do change over time. And there's so many different variations right. and so many details that are left out or kind of like chopped and screwed and, right. you know, swapped around. Um, and then also just different parts in different areas. Mm-hmm. Um when people do tell the stories, you know, there are people that are more in favor of different gods and goddesses. And so they might tell their stories in a way that portrays these gods and goddesses in a light that is more um, accepted to yeah. them. You know, it's something that they can praise more because that's just what they believe in. Right. So, yeah, I think it's a myth, but it could be based on truth. You never know, honestly. We don't know shit. So, it it could really be anything. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. So, our camera just... Or not our camera. Oh, God. Our light just died. So, if you're watching this on YouTube... It is kind of dark in here. <laughs> right. Um, but you can go ahead and close it out because so I can't. So, guys, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. And that's deeper than most. You know what to do. I'm your host, DJ. And I'm your host, Sav. And don't forget to tune back in to us next week. Next week, we'll be starting the 50 most notorious crimes. So, bas- <laughs> so basically, the most notorious crime in each state and next week we'll be starting with alabama being at the top of the list alabama of course it's the top of the list yeah but tune in next week cosmonites